Welcome to Celebration Church's podcast. We hope this helps you to know God better and trust Him more. To learn more about Celebration Church, please visit us at celebrationchurchlive.com. As Brooklyn said, you know, Brandon is uh, out today and, and he asked me to step in and I'm always grateful to step in. And he started a series, a new series today, and it's called Like a Bosque, or in the Spanish version, which in this, in Spanish, this means woodlands, but it's like a bosque. But when he told me about this and said, would you like to preach the first one? I said, sure. I spent 18 years working on the border in law enforcement, pretty much in the, the bosques out there near El Paso. And uh, so I can tell you a lot about the bosques. I, I can tell you how life goes in the bosque. And, uh, but a bosque is basically a forested area next to the desert, but it's found the river or the streams, and it puts its roots in there. Out where I worked, it was primarily salt cedar, and it would get thick. And all the animals, the birds, they all liked the bosque. They had food there. They had cover. They had water. They weren't the only ones that liked the bosque. The smugglers, they were, you know, there was a lot of smuggling, human smuggling, narcotic smuggling. A lot of that went on out there in that area. And I spent a lot of time down in there. And I remembered one story. Uh, the sheriff out there, Sheriff Arvin West, we were good friends. And, and he liked to have fun, and I liked to have fun. And so we had a saturation patrol down on the, the river there near Fort Hancock. And being typical, me and Arvin, we're off goofing off. I mean, all the younger guys, they're working and they're putting in their time and they're trying to catch something. And, and honestly, we're just messing around. We're down there on the river levee and we're driving up the, they got the Rio Grande River right here, the levee road right here, and then these irrigation canals over here. And, and I look to the right and here's this beaver and he's swimming down this irrigation canal toward us. And I hate to say this for all you animal lovers. I'm an animal lover too. But beavers are a nuisance out there. And they stop up a lot of drainage ditches and cause problems for the farmers. So they, they had a target on them whenever we saw one. So I told Arvin to stop. And I pulled my Glock out. And I shoot at this beaver. And I miss him for all you animal lovers. And, uh, but when I shot about 50 yards up the irrigation canal, of course, it's heavily forested with salt cedar. Here go six guys. They come running up out of the canal. They run and jump in the river, cross back into Mexico. Well, I told Arvin, I said, pull up there where they crossed, and I, I saw their muddy footprints. I said, you watch them, and let me go see what they were doing. And I go down this irrigation canal, and there's almost 300 pounds of marijuana. And we were like, yeah, not because we were going to smoke it, but because we were confiscating it. And we were the only ones that made a bus that day, and we were just down there goofing off. But we were blessed to be in the bosque. And, you know, you'll be blessed if you spend time in the bosque. If you put your roots down deep into the water of God, you'll be blessed, guaranteed. Uh, our first scripture, Jeremiah 17, 7, says, But blessed are those who trust in the Lord, 
not in man. It doesn't say that, but if you'll go look back in your Bible a couple of verses back, it does say that. Cursed are those whose trust is in man. But here it says, blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a river bank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. You know, the, the area out there, desert land, when you got away from the river, the plants were smaller. There was not as many of them. They didn't look as good. But along the river where those trees sunk their roots into the water, they looked great. And that's the way we are. If we will sink our roots into the Word of God, sit, you know, spend time in the Word of God, spend time speaking to our God, our roots grow deep and our trust grows deeper. Amen? We can't grow deep roots without spending time there. You know, we don't really know people until we spend time with them. You think you know somebody until you spend a lot of time with them and speak to them and converse with them. It's the same way with, with God. You know, we gave an offering a while ago. We give an offering to God the Father, not the Godfather. See, God doesn't squeeze things out of us. He is wide open for us to receive from Him. Amen? Amen? Our first point, we learn to trust God by spending time with God. We learn to trust God by spending time with God. The question is, where do we start? So you may be here today and, and you want to know about God. You want to know God, but you don't even know where to start. We've all been there at one point or another in our life. I want to know God better. I want to trust God more. And I want all the benefits that have been provided to me by the atoning work of Jesus. I want to know God. Well, here's one of the best things that you can do. And if you leave here without remembering anything else I've said, remember this. One of the greatest gifts God has given you is the gift of speaking. The gift of using your mouth to speak the word of God. And when you speak the word of God out of your mouth in faith, things happen. I've seen it over and over and over again. Your mouth should be used for speaking good things, the Word of God, not negative things that are contrary to the Word of God. Those don't help you, and they don't build trust. But when you speak God's Word, and you speak it out of your heart, things happen. Amen? Psalm 71, 15 says, I will tell everyone about your righteousness all day long. I will proclaim your saving power, though I am not skilled with words. See, you don't have to be skilled with words. There's a lot of people that are great communicators, but they're not speaking to God. They're not speaking of God's goodness. You know, you can be a poor communicator, but you can still speak the word of God. And see things happen. Amen. Psalm 71.23 says, I will shout for joy and sing your praises 
for you have ransomed me. You have bought me. I will tell about your righteous deeds all day long. For everyone who tried to hurt me has been shamed and humiliated. You know what this is really saying is? I will narrate the story of all God has done for me. I will narrate that story. And if you're not sure what God has done for you, there's millions of words <clears throat> right here in this Bible. It tells all about him. It tells about how he really is. If, if you want to go back and, and read the Bible, if, you say if, you, if you're here today and you've never read the Bible, I would, I would suggest you start in the New Testament and read about Jesus. Sometimes we go back and we look at the Old Testament and we want to try to merge it in with what's happened after the cross. And sometimes we can get a little mixed up. But see, the Word says that Jesus was the express image of the Father, an exact representation. So if you want to know how God the Father really is, look at Jesus. Look how Jesus lived his life and what he did. That's where you see how God is. And it'll give you a different perspective on God. See, God's not standing up here with a stick waiting to whack you every time you do something wrong. No, he's loving you and he's teaching you and he's pulling you to him. He's never pushing you away. He's, he's never doing anything harmful to you. That's not what we saw Jesus do and that's not the way God is. Amen? We need to plant our roots deep into that living water by quoting his word over our life. We have a, an enemy, and that enemy is Satan, and he's the master of bovine scatology. Some of y'all get that in a minute. He's the master of BS. He is. And, and he uses everything in the world to get you off track. I mean, he tries his best to distract you from the word of God from what God has done for you. I mean, he does it all the time. He does it through people. He does it through wrong teaching. He does it through television and commercials. and I mean, you name it, he does it. Your job is to know the word and speak that word over your life. That's what changes things. You know, it, it doesn't, anybody can say, you know, whatever's going on with you right now. It's easy to say that. Say what you're seeing what you're feeling, what you're hearing, it's a little more difficult to say, I believe God, I'm going to put my faith in what I can't see right now and believe that things will change. Amen? Y'all can do that. We cast down wrong thoughts and imaginations by speaking the Word of God. You know, that's how you do that. You don't entertain those thoughts in your mind and you don't just sit there and Trade thought for thought. If you really want to get rid of some wrong thinking in your mind, speak the Word of God out loud. Speak it. Speak it to yourself. It builds you up. It builds that trust. It reassures you of how God is good. And it will give you a different perspective on life. Amen. I know this works. I've seen it. you got to think more on what God has done for you than what the world is saying right now. What society's standards are. You know, whatever you're facing, you got to go back into the Word of God and say, well, 
Yeah, I feel this way, but the Word of God says this. The Word of God says this. Amen. You know, you know the Bible says it's not God's will that any should perish. That's not His will that anyone should perish. He wants everybody to go to heaven with Him. But we have a choice. We, just like He gives us free choice, free will, and everything. We have a choice. Here is a good place to start by speaking the Word. If you can take this scripture right here. This is one of my favorite scriptures. I quote it nearly every day when I'm driving into work because it keeps me grounded in where I want to be that day. And it's Psalms 103. It says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of his benefits, who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. This was a prophecy about what Jesus was going to do. We're past that. You know, the crawl, we're after the cross. Jesus has finished the work. When I look at this now, I like to quote it this way. He has forgiven my sins. He has healed my diseases. He has redeemed me from the pit. He has crowned me with loving kindness and compassion. He has satisfied my years with good things. And my youth is renewed like the eagle. Amen. I mean, that's what he's done for us. I stand on that. It keeps me going. Because I believe the word of God more than I believe my senses. Amen. We need to stir ourselves up. We need to come out of that desert and move over into that bosky and start putting our roots down into the living waters of God. That's what will move us. You know, I had a boss. Uh, I guess actually he was, he was the last boss before I retired from the state. <clears throat> he, was, he was a great manager. I learned a lot of really good things about him and from him. And learned some things not to do also. But uh, one thing that he did that I thought was very smart. Because in my profession back then, we had a lot of people very good about complaining. But not about coming up with a solution. So the colonel's statement to us was, don't come to me with a problem. You come to me with a solution. And have it in writing. He'd tell us that all the time. And what it did, it stopped a lot of the complaining and whining, and it made us think, okay, we got a problem. How are we going to fix this? Well, we've got the solution in writing right here. Millions of words full of solutions to our problems. Why don't we start speaking that over our situation? You know, think about the social media out there today and Facebook and I don't get on that stuff a whole lot, but it could be used. It could be a great tool for the kingdom of God. If we would get on there, instead of just complaining and whining about how bad we have it, why don't we say something like, yes, I am going through this, but the word of God says this right here. 
Amen? Yeah, I'm, I'm not feeling good, but the Word of God says this. You know, I'm lacking this in my life, but the Word of God says this. You know, if we would do that, instead of just whining and complaining, you'd help yourself, and you'd help your confidence and trust in God, and you would help no telling how many others. Amen? We, we should be using that stuff to help others, not as a, a platform just to complain. I, I'm not picking on anybody. I'm just telling you, man, we have an avenue here to, to share the good news of God. We really need to use it. Amen? Amen? When I was looking over these notes, I told Brandon the other day, I said, every time I look at them, I want to add something else, and I know we're on a, you know, a time frame, and so you can't put everything in there you want. But I'm re reminded of the story of David. You know, David was anointed to be king when he was just a teenager. But he didn't become king immediately. You know, Saul was still the king. You know, David killed Goliath. Saul gave him one of his daughters to be his wife. But then Saul starts pursuing him after this. He's jealous of David. He pursues him for roughly 13 years. 13 years. David's living in other countries. He's living in caves. He's trying everything to keep from getting killed while he's gone. Saul takes the wife that he gave him and gives her to someone else. I mean, you, you look at David's life during this time. It was horrible. And then to make matters worse, he had put together a band of misfits, you know, people that nobody else would have accepted. And that's his army. And he's got roughly 600 of them. Well, they've been off doing their thing, and they come home to a city called Ziklag, and they find that the city's been burned, their wives and their children's taken captive, and all their livestock, all their possessions, everything's gone. And it says they wept till they could weep no more. And then when the weeping was over, David's men turned against him, and they talked about killing him. And what does David do? Did he get on Facebook and whine? No. <laughs> it says he encouraged himself in the Lord. He, that was where his trust was. See, he had a problem. I mean, they're talking about killing him, and they ain't playing. But he encouraged himself in the Lord. And then he did something else that was extremely unusual to me in that situation. It says he inquired of the Lord, should I go after him? You know, if someone came and did that to my family, I wouldn't be inquiring about nothing. You know, give me an extra M4 and some ammo, and I'm gone, I'm fixing to take back what's mine. But he didn't do that. He inquired of the Lord first, and God said, yes, go. You're going to recover it all and more. Amen. What a testimony. What a testimony. He trusted God. You know, I think uh, all of us at one time or another... You know, we have some dark times in our lives. And I think back, uh, Laurie and I had been married about 13 years, roughly. And it just uh, went through some hard times. And, and we were on the verge of divorce. And, uh, you know, we, we tried to keep it quiet. We were in a small town, and we tried to keep it quiet. You know, it's embarrassing and this and that and the other. And I didn't want everybody to know that she had gone nuts and kicked me out, you know. <laughs> I didn't want to, you know, put her on the spot. But after several weeks 
of whining and crying and trying to fix everything myself, I come to that point one day and I said, you know what, Father? As long as I have you, I'll be okay. I don't want this. This is not what I want. But as long as I have you, I will be okay. And during that time frame, this is all taking place in a matter of a couple of hours. Laurie was home and she was praying. She said, you know, Father, I love him, but I don't like him. I don't like him. I'm tired of the way we've been living. But I know this divorce is not your will for us. It wasn't that we were out running around on each other, nothing like that. No, the problem was I was never home. I was always working. I was always down at Tabaski. But uh, she made a decision. She said, I choose to stay in this marriage because I know that's what you want for us. So I choose to make this work. At the same time, we found out later, three ladies in our church were down on their knees at one of them's homes praying for us at that very hour. And things turned like that. And we came back together and we made that commitment that we would never use divorce as an option again. It would never be an option. That's been 27 years ago. We celebrated 40 years in August. Yeah. And I can tell you, our marriage is better than it's ever been. I appreciate her and love her more than I ever did before. And it's all by putting your trust in God. That's what makes the difference. See, you may be here today. You may be in a desert of loneliness. Or you're in a desert of a bad relationship. Maybe you're in a desert of addiction. Or maybe you're just in that desert that you haven't even met God yet. You don't even know much about God. It doesn't matter where you are, what you've come from. That bosky is open for you. That place to come and put your roots down into the living waters of our Heavenly Father and draw that strength out of it. See, we all go through things, but how we go through them is what makes the difference between one person and the next. Amen? Between success and defeat. Ephesians 3.16 says, I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being. That's through his Holy Spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you being rooted and established in love may have power together with all the Lord's holy people to grasp how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us his power at work within us is the Holy Spirit the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. That's the power in us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. See, the bottom line is everyone is welcome to live in the Bosque. 
everyone is welcome to come and sink the deep roots into the living waters of God. And the funny thing about the bosque out there where I worked, it was salt cedars. Well, that's not the natural vegetation for that area. A long time ago, it used to be cottonwood trees up and down the river. But the salt cedar came in. It's an invasive species. And when I was thinking about this message today, you know, Jesus came first with a message to the Jewish people. But then it was opened up to the Gentiles. And now if you look at it worldwide, there's way more Gentile believers than there are Jewish believers. The door was open and the Gentiles came in and sunk their roots deep into the rivers of God. That's us today. That's us today. The bottom line, you're welcome at the Bosque. God's waiting for you. He has everything you need. The water, the nourishment, the cover, the promises, the blessings. Everything you need pertaining to life and godliness has been provided. It's up to you to put your roots into it and receive. Amen? We'll just have a quiet moment here. You know, if you're here this morning, I don't know your background. I don't know where all of you come from. But I know this. God loves each one of you as much as anybody else on the planet. He's not, uh, he, he doesn't separate us out and say, well, I love this one more than this one. No, that's not God. God loves everybody the same. And not only that, but in the atoning work of Jesus, everything, the forgiveness of sin, the healing of sicknesses and diseases, the prosperity, everything that Jesus provided in the atoning work, and you can go read about it in Isaiah 53. It's been done, and it was done for all mankind, but not all mankind will receive it. It's up to us to make that choice. So if you're here this morning, if you don't know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, I would just ask you, just stick up your hand. I want to pray with you. See, God wants you. He wants what's best for you. God, like I said earlier, He's not the Godfather. He's God, the Father. He's that Father maybe that you never had. He's a Father that will never fail you. So this morning, let's just uh, pray with me a minute. I'll give you some words. Father God, we thank you. We thank you that Jesus came for us. That Jesus fixed the problem Adam began. And in his great love for us, we can have a new life. We're a new creation. The Holy Spirit is the power that raised Jesus from the dead. And that Holy Spirit is ready to live in us. So at this time, we receive you, Lord Jesus. We thank you for what you have done for us. And we walk out of here believing it this morning. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We'll have our... We have some of our prayer team up here today. If, if you have anything that you need to pray with someone about, please feel free to come.
That's what they're here for. They want to pray with you. And let me just pray over you a minute and we'll dismiss. Father God, I thank you this morning for everyone here. I thank you for your word that is always true, that you're always faithful to it, that your promises are yes and amen. I thank you, Father, as we start this new year, that we can plant our roots deep down into your waters, that we will grow closer to you, that we will live to be in your presence. And I thank you for that. I ask you to bless everyone super abundantly as they leave here this morning. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Celebration Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us online. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.